This brings me no joy, but it's obviously a potential scenario. I'll call this one Chad. The virus peaks, sure, but it doesn't go away at all. It just has peaks and valleys based on region and dumb governors. Social distancing becomes a locked-in part of society's lexicon as we head into 2021. Not going to be all snow. A wintry mix is forecast for the listening area. Alex Kaufman, wintry mix. Odds of skiing as of early April. For basically the first time ever, there's no guest on this podcast. It's just me doing what I can. What can I do? Well, I can call it like I see it with basically nothing to gain or lose for the entire concept of mountain tourism. And what I see, it's not it's not pretty. Sorry. And this might be the podcast format for a while. I'm going to lay out the potential scenarios as I see them as of now and then rank their likelihood then go down the rabbit holes of those scenarios as far as I can dream them out. These are, in my current opinion, the odds of skiing. When global and national facts warrant, I'll do another podcast and re-rank the scenarios. So this is my attempt at giving you the betting markets on what will happen to our favorite places and skiing as a business. Because we sure as hell don't know. But we do know it's going to hurt. And many of us have very hard decisions to make in the short and long term. The quote-unquote experts are not really allowed to publicly discuss anything other than the optimistic scenarios because their livelihoods are based on those being the case. They're talking about summer business getting back to normal. They're talking about next ski season like it's for sure. I mean, that's nice and all, but both of those themes are firmly in the overly optimistic lane. Not impossible, but this scenario, I'll call it rosy, of back to normal-ish over a few months, I'm going to assign a 15% likelihood to at this time. Not impossible, but definitely not what I would bet on. Before I get to the next scenarios and their betting odds, I want to remind that this podcast is not normally like this. Launched in 2015 in partnership with Vermont Public Radio and relocated to Colorado in 2019, Wintry Mix is Skiing's a Variety Show, featuring a blend of audio formats and locales focusing on all aspects of ski and mountain culture, except for interviewing pro skiers. I let all the other podcasts do that one. Well over 200,000 downloads to date and hundreds of five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, go add another one and scroll the archive before your next neighborhood walk. But wait, who am I to be putting these betting odds on our future? Well, I spent a decade running the PR and or marketing at resorts in Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, and Oregon within American Skiing Company, Boyne, and Powder Corp. Uh, That was after years as a dirt ski bum in Colorado, a sponsored athlete in the half pipes of 20 years ago, and before five years teaming with Jeff and Rooster to get Ski the East out of their basement. Now I live near Denver with the wife and kids. The real job is in nationwide affordable housing which is also a COVID shit show, but let's get back on topic. On March 11th, I started warning skiers that this season would not end like normal. Y'all thought it was kind of nuts, then five days later it was all over. 
During the downfall, I put out six podcasts in six nights with voices from all over the continent, but that was then. And now the question, for a while, is how the hell does this end and when? So let's get back to that. All right, so we went through the rosy picture. This wraps up in the spring and early summer, and bam, everyone's just frolicking about, and our mountain communities are welcoming humans from all over once again. I'm giving Rosie 15%, and mostly so people don't hate me. 15 might be generous, but I like Rosie. I want Rosie to happen. But it's going to be months before parents let their kids go on the fucking playground. The state of Virginia is on lockdown through June 10th. Do you see your kids' sports leagues going anytime soon? No, you don't. You know what's going to be the last thing to come back to society in real numbers? Bulk leisure travel. More specifically, air travel. Especially as everyone reads that many ski towns are COVID hotspots, air travel experts are saying they don't expect demand for air travel to return to normal until 2023. And that's just their guess at the moment. So let's examine the worst 25%. This brings me no joy, but it's obviously a potential scenario. I'll call this one Chad. The virus peaks, sure, but it doesn't go away at all. It just has peaks and valleys based on region and dumb governors. Social distancing becomes a locked-in part of society's lexicon as we head into 2021. There's still no kids on playgrounds. Bars and restaurants don't really get their viable business levels back. The humans sort of adjust to this as new normal and live in constant quasi-quarantine. Interstate travel, especially for non-essential, remains discouraged. In this scenario, Chad... Even the drive-to mountain destinations are up the creek. And I won't even mention the fly-tos. No point. We'll talk about them later. Are season passes even sellable? Do you make a ton of snow in the fall not knowing if it'll get recouped with any revenue? Do you decouple your business from your season pass models right now and start planning for a season that features 30% of your revenues? Is it even worth opening for that? Could you somehow reduce overhead and operating expenses enough to make that even worth it? I mean, maybe out west if you don't make snow and you can ramp up and down with less prep. For everyone else, snowmaking with unsure payback is not a fun idea. Every resort is built on selling certainty in the season's lead up. Time to invent a new mousetrap. Or don't and just mothball that sucker. And oh yeah, your real estate markets crumble and no one has jobs. Fucking Chad. But that's just one side of the coin. The most susceptible communities to COVID outbreaks are the places that bring people together from lots of different locations. You know, like you do. Are you going to battle to open for a horrible financial year with members of your community afraid of the people coming? I need a drink. Okay. I'm going to stop with Chad. Enough. But I'm putting 25% odds on Chad. And this fugly scenario should be coming up in board meetings and household discussions if you have an interest in mountain communities. It's a thing that could happen. Don't ignore it. Chad is a dickhead. Before we get to what I'm calling the 60% middle ground, I want to ask you to follow the podcast on Instagram at Wintry Mixcast. Eventually, after all this, I'll get it back to normal maybe, and I also really want to hear your predictions. Call the pod voicemail at 802-560-5003 with whatever you got.
I also want to thank Bojo's Pizza and Ten Barrel Brewing, but we'll save their ads for whenever episode 84 arrives in force and things are maybe back to normal. I mean, screw Chad. All right. The 60%. I'll call this one John. What I think at this time is the most likely chain of events. The nation sort of gets a handle on the virus, but not a good one, and there's still no full back to normal happening. The humans slowly start to reopen their lives, but not quickly and not without setbacks, and within a media environment that dissuades anything related to risk-taking so we all stay the hell away from hospitals if we can help it. You'll have some people that want to visit, nowhere near the normal amounts, but will you want them to come? Your long-term booking trend is a joke. How will your current infrastructure and systems right-size to a much smaller potential audience? You'll have to keep asking yourself, should we be open? And you'll be getting good points from both sides. Since this is the 60%, John, let's talk about the damn season passes. Let's name some resorts. If your mountain is like Loveland or Monarch or Mount Hood or Bachelor or Ski Santa Fe, you're in the best shape. You can open on natural snow. You can wait and see. You don't have to free yourself from some other group season pass to have autonomy. You're not worried about filling your bed base. You just have to hope you are not the only mountains open because no one can handle that mob. But you do have more of a luxury of time than the others do. The Salt Lake resorts have a bit of this going for them, but their local market ain't really enough to put dinner on the table, with some belt tightening maybe. But of course, the social distancing world is still in the background, appropriately shaming you. Tahoe, the same as Salt Lake, just enough drive market to maybe scrape by in this world, but not without some societal shame. If I was Winter Park or Keystone or Breck, I'd be talking internally about the world in which you decouple from the chains of group season passes and sell to the damn Denver market at the last minute, if it makes sense. Dust off those old solo season pass promos and three packs and see if you can launch them in November, if you dare. Can you operate with 40% of your lifts? What would you charge for that? Not $180 a day. Call up Ringo, who did your marketing in 1992, and buy him a six-pack and let him talk. In a lot of ways, this 60% scenario, John, is like COVID itself. Many of us see John coming, but can we act in time? Can we discuss John publicly? Blowing apart the business model you built your otherwise successful company around is hard. But sticking with the status quo and hoping in a non-status quo world might be more painful in the long run. I'd plan for all three and give yourself deadlines to decide which is coming. All right, the ripple effects. Man, I hate these. As tax revenues plummet, it starts to get to the cops, the plow drivers, the teachers, and every damn person in the towns. Foreclosures of Airbnb and rental property are the new powder day. Obviously, the ski shops and hospitality sectors are casualties. You need the visitors, but the machine that served them is hanging by a thread at best, and the undercurrent of don't travel to rural areas and spread the virus is ever-present because the death toll is still mounting. Thanks a lot, John. You're not as bad as Chad, but you still suck. On the East Coast, it's the same, but with the assholy addition of vast snowmaking requirements that will be much harder to warrant without the season pass money in the bank and a season that could be canceled by a governor responding to updated facts on the ground. I still haven't mentioned the fly-in places. Telluride, Steamboat, Aspen, Crested Butte, Sun Valley, Park City, etc. In this 60% odd scenario, John, the demand for air travel hasn't recovered enough. 
And I'm sorry, maybe there's a way for them to become stripped down locals mountains for a season to get through the drought. But I'm just sort of glossing over the realities of what this means here because it's too hard for me to talk about. I'm just going to hope I'm wrong. Does your ski area serve a small local geography in a there and back capacity? Good. Wait and see. With destination travel less likely, you will do fine if and when you open even without the marketing ramp up. Everyone else needs to be using a chunk of brain power to game plan how they will get to the 2021-2022 season if the next one is a sick joke. John lets some ski areas happen. Others have to wait and see. Others have little hope and need to recalibrate sooner than later. If the 15% rosy route improves its odds by May or June, great. You can get back to your normal selling fast. That's the easy part. You're good at it. You have practice. Hope for Rosie. Don't plan for Rosie. If I were living in these places or a decision maker at the resorts, I'd be focused on preparing for everything but Rosie. As you've heard, that's 85% of my current outlook. These places were not built for a season with 30% revenues. But a certain type of large destination resort ought to be considering how they'll survive if that's their future as should the residents of those communities. So that's where my head's at as of early April. I truly hope the rosy 15% route is what happens. And if and when I see that as more likely, I'll shout it. But I think it's crucial that residents, business owners, and resort leadership be frank with themselves about the 60% and 25% John and Chad scenarios I explained as well. Please use the time you have to begin considering what those may mean for you. Are there actions you can take now to prepare? Is there a deadline you think is worth setting to ensure you don't get caught out of time? America didn't use January, February, and most of March to prepare for COVID. It chose denialism instead. Now we're all paying the price. I'd urge the rest of us, and especially those, with their fate tied to the business of mountain tourism, to personally and professionally plan for what's coming here and while we have some time to do it. I'll put out another odds of skiing when facts on the ground warrant. If you think Rosie is higher than 15% chance, then great, I hope you're right. Follow at Wintry Mixcast on Instagram or Twitter for updates. Chad sucks, John needs to up his game. I love you, Rosie. Stay tuned for After the Beep. Goodbye, everyone. Another reason for short AK only betting odds pods is no one is commuting anymore. Podcast consumption is actually down because of it. It's all screen time. So folks can listen to these while they're sitting at their computer and I can use my strange skill set for something that isn't what everybody else in the podcast space is doing right now. And reminder, I want your predictions. Send them in. They'll go after the beep in future episodes like this one, 802 Five six zero five thousand three. Stay safe out there if you can.